0: The blushing Girl from blushing, the nanny named Fran.
1: Oh, Mr. Sheffield. uh, uh, Miss Fine.
0: Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, people of Earth, and welcome back to Oh, Mr. Sheffield, a podcast about the nanny, a sitcom from the 90s starring Fran Drescher, the head of Uh SAG-AFTRA, union leader. Uh, I am Shandi Pasquale, here with... Torius Sheffield. And we're talking about season six, episode
1: 12,
0: The Fran in the Mirror, which I assume is an allusion to the Michael. The man
1: yeah, the man the in mirror. the mirror. It's yeah. like, I'm looking at the man, the man in the mirror. The mirror. Uh, also, and, yeah. I, I half expected you because this is season six sex episode 12 to say season sex episode sex times two. (laughs) Oh, sex squared. Um, this episode is written. That's not sex squared.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what math is. Uh, this episode is, uh, has a story by credit to Chandler Evans and Jane Hamill and writing credits to Jane Hamill for the teleplay. And it is directed by Jennifer Reed. Wait, Um, wait, yes Sean, Do you think
1: that this is the Chandler who is Peter Mark Jacobson's assistant? I
0: do. I do. I do. I think this is especially based on the structure of the writing credits here. I absolutely think Chandler got their first story by credit uh, after being an assistant, it seems, for quite a while. And then they gave the teleplay to Jane Hamill uh, and and she wrote it and got paid for writing it. But I bet mm. you that's exactly what happened here, and it's awesome, and I also wanna bring up, because I can't not bring it up when I say the name Chandler, I know. Uh, the sad, 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 sad <sighs> passing of the great Matthew Perry, who has gone far too soon from this world, a tortured soul to say the least. He was one of the funniest people on the planet of Earth. He consistently made me laugh in almost everything I ever saw him in, Uh, Mm -hmm. even the bad movies that he did. He was funny Um, Mm -hmm. and it's very sad. It's very sad uh, how tortured he was and that he died so young and he brought nothing but joy to the people around the world. And it's sad that he could never find some of that inside. So I hope he's at peace and Mm -hmm. And
1: And I think, probably for the people of our generation and then so for a lot of our listeners like it sounds so cheesy and corny but like when you grew up on friends like they felt like your friends like like it was it was a huge part of the culture and it was also a time when again there was there's so few channels and relative to now and and really everybody watched where there were really huge communities around these shows and like you know like it's to me it's was one of the most shocking like sad celebrity deaths maybe i have felt in years um and just was like how can this be you know um but yeah i was it was interesting i was curious if you were going to bring that up today and i was kind of thinking i feel like on our podcast specifically it does make sense you know
0: very sad and he will definitely be missed Mm -hmm. so that's that and now we'll start the show Mm -hmm. in proper fashion this one is fran in the mirror again uh we 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 have a new director jennifer reed this week um she has not so far it's been uh, you know uh uh peter uh has been the primary director of all these episodes i feel like in season six so it's Mm -hmm. interesting to get someone new in there and what was this episode about toria fran in the mirror
1: this was the episode. There's a couple, there's almost like a competing A-lines, A storylines in this one. But this is the episode where um Fran is attempting to help get Gracie into a private school for gifted children while Maxwell's old best college buddy from Oxford comes to visit and kind of embroils them in a um seemingly sham investment scheme and then it all it all ties together thematically by the end <laughs> <Yep>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it really kind of does also we get a huge crispy cream uh, oh uh product god. placement in this episode oh maybe, my god
1: we have to get to it. a fortune <laughs> i for want this. it oh my god and the thing is i didn't realize it was crispy cream specifically until like a couple minutes into the scene because i wasn't oh. really reading anybody's hats or logos but I was like, "Oh my god, those donuts look so good!" I they just did a job, baby. And, oh my god! And then when I realized it, what? Because at first I thought it was like a Krispy Kreme kind of like knockoff, like that right. they had to do for like you know they couldn't get the rights or something. Right. But Krispy donuts or whatever, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, "Oh my god, no!" And I, I hundred percent want Krispy Kreme now. So man, you know what? That sponsorship, it has – 30 years mileage. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> it worked. It worked. Even now you're like, I got to go there.
0: Yeah. Uh, Krispy Kreme, we're happy to plug you all you want if you want to send us free donuts. Oh my uh, God. That's all we ask. Uh, okay. So this one also, I thought, had a lot of uh, interesting greasy stuff, which we
1: didn't get a lot of
0: over mm-hmm. the last few years.
1: Mm-hmm. She's like a full-ass adult now, huh? I know. I have some notes on that too. Like, Yeah. Um, but, so, but when we start this episode- It's Fran, Sylvia, and Gracie in the kitchen. And oh my God. And Sylvia looks incredible. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Oh you're, you're so excited. God. You're jumping ahead to all I'm of it.
0: So excited.
1: There's but so much. All right. So okay. So uh, they're in the kitchen. They're you know, and we find out that Gracie is applying to this like fancy East Side school for gifted children, and we also establish that they, you know, that Fran is is trying so hard to kind of like you know, schmooze the headmistress of the school and kind of get in good to help the you know grease the wheels for this application process that she's invited like the headmistress and other students over to their home, um, that, that week for sort of a little music concert where, you know, she'll hire a musician like a, and, and, you know, have some food and hors d'oeuvres and just kind of do like a little classy soiree. Right. And then this is the other note of this scene so as we've, ta- I think we've talked about before, how Renee Taylor in real life yes. was told by her doctor that she needed to lose weight for health reasons, and I think I think this was like around last season that this started in her real life, and now we see her in this scene, and oh she, my God, she's lost thirty pounds. I googled it. Woman
0: looks incredible. Like mm-hmm. I was like she looks like a different lady almost like she really 30 pounds make a huge difference on her. It's crazy. And I mean, she looks fabulous. Like she always was fabulous and Mm -hmm. had that flair, you know, but she really, really, really looks stunning. And it's very, very uh, satisfying to, it feels good to compliment her looks because she did it for the health reasons, not, Mm -hmm. you know, and so it's like, it's Mm -hmm. bonus that like, it also looks great on her.
1: Mm-hmm. so that's awesome and she's still alive t-
0: too yes
1: yeah, she is so she just is to show you you can pull
0: if the doctor tells you pull your shit together <laughs> yeah. pull your shit together and you can live a lot longer that's
1: mm-hmm. what i did what my doctor told me yeah well, sort I, of well we talked we talked about this uh that you before sean started uh kicking his like Health journey into play. His doctor said he had so much fat in his blood that it was pink, not red.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was basically just filled with yellowish butter.
1: And yellowish it, like, so- <laughs> it sounds like I'm making that up, but that is a true story.
0: It's a true story.
1: And then he got so healthy.
0: Yeah. Now my it- blood is as red as can be.
1: <laughs> Let's prove it. <laughs> um, but so, uh, no. So it's, yeah. Pro, pro, you know, uh, taking care of the your vessel because it's the only one we got. So good for her. Yeah. Um, then, okay, we established that. And as you said, Gracie is like, she's like as tall as Fran. She's like a whole human now. And then, Maxwell comes in and he's super excited because it turns out he just bumped into his best old buddy from Oxford, Rodney Pembroke, and and he's going to go out to dinner with, with Rodney and Rodney's going to come over and he's like giddy with excitement. And he's almost like, Niles, Niles, do you remember that crazy night we all had where we drank and then we got sick all over the bathroom and then somebody left the bathtub on and it flooded everything? And he's like, I think that was you, Niles. And then Niles just goes... No. But do you remember the next morning when everything was spotless? That was me. So it's like Mr. Sheffield, and this is like a, a little bit of a running gag throughout the episode. Like people keep inserting Niles into all these fun party situations, not remembering that no, he was always just the help and he was not having any fun it's extra
0: um, it's extra gut-wrenching because of niles's subplot this episode oh. which the moment it started i got a knot in my stomach and i went oh he's never gonna see that money <laughs> yeah, we'll so get content.
1: to it we'll get to it but there was also you know this was a bit of a um uh like when i i complain about you being the logic police i was a little logic police this week because i was like most English people would know that, like a lot of titles, don't come with money, and that's like there's a whole class within England of like title rich, money poor people.
0: Mm, that's um, my problem: title rich, money poor. <laughs> and and you'll do well to refer to me as Sir Sean De Pasquale from now on, please.
1: Yes, Lord Sean. Lord, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's, so-
0: it's Baron, actually. <laughs>
1: So, okay, so then we cut to the event that we were talking about earlier, and there's this – you know, it's in the the mansion living room, and there's all these sort of young, fancy students mingling, and there's this incredible piano player playing, like, I don't know what it is, but like Vivaldi or something, you know, on the piano, and we see the headmistress of the school, and she's like, you know, sitting there clearly seemingly very charmed by it all, and it's going really well, and then (laughs) she goes – you know, she goes, "Oh, Fran. You know, I realized, like I don't even know anything about you. Like, what's your educational background? Which, by the way, why that while that might sound like a crazy question to some people, I grew up in an environment where people really asked that question to
0: parents. So did I. So did I."
1: Yes, and that it was it, not it,
0: shocking to me. I was like, yeah, I mean that. I mean, it's shocking now. I go like, ew, what a gross question. But
1: yes, <laughs> but that that was very much the environment that I grew up in. It's one of the reasons why I actually really enjoy L.A. versus the East Coast. Yes, because people really don't care. Like, they're like, what's your passion? What do you do? Like, what do you like to do? Like, that's the question. Um, not you know, what is your Correct. Pedigree. What is your educational pedigree? But so anyway, Fran, Fran instantly like she tries to she tries to like you know spruce herself up. So she's like, oh, um, I had uh, I had a very positive experience with private schools, and you know some of my best memories are with my classmates. And then and then Gracie, like who usually is savvier than this, but she was like who? And then Fran just looks at her and she goes. Tootie, Blair, and Natalie, which, which are just characters from the facts of life. Which which is just so funny that like that is France probably closest, uh, closest connection to actual private school. Like a
0: approximation of school life.
1: Yes, yes. And Story then Gloria, can I
0: th- we can cut this because it's probably not gonna be interesting, but while that was happening, my current ADHD mood had s- progressed to the point where I did this and Look at your Slack.
1: Okay, let me see. Let me see. Slack is how we communicate. (laughs) You did that just now. (laughs) uh, Yeah. (laughs) I was talking. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. If we don't cut this, listeners, Sean just sent me a selfie of himself, a photo of himself. He's moved his large headphones that are normally, you know, they the part that goes on your ears goes on your ear. And then there's a the part that rests on your head. He moved it down his face. So the part that normally goes over your head is just covering his mouth like a giant mustache. <laughs> It's so silly. We will post it if we decide to keep this in. It'll be a, it'll be a game time decision. So, uh, Fran says the Tootie, Blair and Natalie thing. And then, you know, but, but things generally seem to be going well. Like it's so funny that Fran, Fran also well, So, so the head mistress is like, what a wonderful pianist. Where did you find him, Fran? He's not from Juilliard, is he? And she goes, no, he's the pianist at Macy's. <laughs> Cuz they don't do this anymore, but in Macy's there used to be a piano player, like yeah. right? which was kind of cool. Uh but so so then things are going well and and Fran's plan is working, but then Maxwell comes in with his old chum Rodney and they are hammered. Rodney by the way, played by Maxwell Caulfield Whoa. who tooth um, what? two things that did you know do you not know him you must no, know him i don't know <gasps> who is it? oh my god okay i didn't even so, recognize this guy oh my gosh okay so some of our listeners will be like this is incredible because the two big things that he is known for one he is rex manning from Empire Records.
0: Oh, that's why he looks so familiar. Yeah,
1: like Rex Manning Day.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Icon. I mean, and it's so it's that's like such an iconic subplot of a movie that like yeah. if you if you had a shirt that said like Rex Manning Day, like people would be like, love that shirt, right? Totally. Oh, absolutely. And then our other listeners, who if they're like me, will be like, it is the main guy from Grease too. <laughs> Oh my God, he was so dreamy. He was so hot. I don't know why I can't remember his name in Grease. I mean, Grease
0: two. The music and feeling will go on forever. <laughs> he played Michael.
1: Michael. To, Michael. Michael. Okay. To Michelle oh.
0: Pfeiffer's Stephanie.
1: Yeah. Are you reading this or do you remember this?
0: No, I'm reading this. That movie's trash. I saw it one what? time, and I oh my God, to die. no! Wait,
1: if you saw it, so if you saw it during the right time of your childhood, yeah, you loved it. I what, like I like thoroughly without having like seen it. the
0: first Grease.
1: No, as a kid, Grease 2 was much better than Grease 1 to me and my cousins, we all watched it at the same time, we vastly preferred Grease 2. It doesn't matter that like it's te- technically not as good a movie like now that I can see that as an adult, like I love it. I can oh my sing God. every okay, song. Okay, this is
0: this is the question of the week. Listeners weigh in because this is a huge this could be partnership ending. We might not do any more episodes of this podcast <laughs> because that is the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. I thought Grease Two was universally despised by everyone, uh, as as just like a laughable follow up.
1: You know, maybe I'm I'm sure you're right, but again, I saw Grease Two when I was probably seven or eight, That's and it, crazy. to this, day, I. Love it. But okay.
0: Amazing. Listeners,
1: okay. we want to hear your Yeah, we want to hear your opinions. I might
0: be wrong. Everyone might be like, you're an idiot and you're old and your age is showing. And we hope that you're the one who leaves the podcast now.
1: And <laughs> yeah, Toria I mean, just
0: does it by herself. It does
1: it by and it, And then it evolves into a Grease 2 podcast. Um, Okay. But so back to how this whole tangent started. Yeah. Maxwell Caulfield playing Rodney Pembroke comes in with Maxwell. They're hammered, and Max—I mean, Maxwell—busts into this classy party, going, "Hey, sexy, let me get a look at those legs." Like, first of all, talking to his wife in front of his daughter, which, (laughs) which I already was like deeply uncomfortable with. But I was also then irate. I was like, Maxwell, like you are a horrible parent right now. I Like like Drunk Max. I, like, I like him, like, in a vacuum, but I yes. don't like it when he's... Like, I'm like, Maxwell, you should be at this soiree. <laughs> <He> like, <should. laughs> you're... Like, don't make this only Fran's responsibility. Like, you're... You've been this girl's parent for much longer than Fran has. But so then... Um, he so quickly fell into, like, well, you're the mom now. Goodbye. Yes. Yes. Well, I guess Niles probably had to do all this before Fran was there. Yeah, but true. so... But then, you know, but Fran, she she ushers maxwell and rodney out of the room and she kind of like is keeping this elegant evening on track as best she can and she even like rings for niles to sort of be like oh forget that little interruption like he, that's called the butler for more tea as soon oh. as she rings the bell we cut to niles who's now in the like um foyer and he is opening his mail and he literally screams sweet lordy lordy my ship is coming <laughs> <laughs> he just screams <laughs> it in the middle of this party. And then he runs over to her and he's like, oh, I just found out I have an uncle who died and I've just inherited a royal title. I'm going to be rich. And then Fran just looks at him and goes, Did you get the check yet? And he goes, No. And then she goes, And get us more tea. <laughs> and so, so again, this evening definitely had some road bombs, but overall, it seems Fran is doing a great job, you know, now seemingly being the sole parent of this child. <laughs> then we cut to the next morning. Sylvia is now in the kitchen with Brighton, and I love this joke. She's tearing pages out of a magazine so she can save it, and Brighton's just like Sylvia, "Why don't you just take the magazine home?" And then she looks at him, and she's she goes, "That's not courteous." (laughs) But like (laughs) ripping pages out of people's magazines pre-internet, when like that was your only source. That (laughs) was it,
0: baby. (laughs) um, But so then, and you only got one copy. Yes, like if. if you subscribed to us, so, you know, if you had a subscription, you just got the one, the one thing, that's it. So it's very rude to like rip pages out. Um,
1: <laughs> so selfish. It's like
0: ripping pages out of a book from the library. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean? like, well, I need these pages. Oh, I love no. this passage. <laughs> 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 there's no other way for me to preserve it here in
1: 1996 <laughs> so then okay well so that happens it was so funny then fran and gracie come in um from what we find out was gracie's second interview with this school um two and then i wrote two things one where is maxwell in this seemingly very important part of his daughter's life and then two i wrote I'm not loving Gracie's sort of new condescending attitude towards Fran Um, because now they're definitely playing it as like, oh, she realizes Fran like kind of lacks class or Fran doesn't know the meaning of big words and blah, blah, blah. And she kind of is like, I roll. And as much as it bothered me, I was like, well, I guess she is a teenager now. And plenty of like sweet little kids become this way to their moms when they're, and it's heartbreaking. You know. I
0: didn't really think of that angle, but I think that's fair assessment. And and then I would give them that that's probably what they were going for in this is mm-hmm. like, I all mean, right, she's a teenager now. She's a little sassier. She's like rolling her eyes a little bit. She's like pushing back, you know, at, at whatever establishment she has, which, you know, is in this case, Fran, mm-hmm. um, you know? So in, in this, in much the same way that like, I feel like, you know, well, no, I guess, I guess Brighton didn't really go through that. Brighton, yeah. Brighton, went through like a, I'm um, like a little spoiled shithead face.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then he became humble, and now he's just like a mensch.
0: <laughs> he's such a mensch now. It's it's really the Yetta. I in my head canon, his relationship with Yetta was a real turning point in his life. Yeah, and like it really chilled him out, and like humbled him, and now he's just like a good, like he's
1: just a good. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. <laughs> And in fact, um, he even goes over to Gracie at this point. And he's like, you know, Gracie, I got rejected from that school. What makes you think you're going to get in? And she's like, um, I work hard. I have a 4.0 grade average. I'm a good writer. And he's like, well, fine. We'll but, you know, if, if I'd rather, you know, be smart or be good looking then. And she'd like, you'd choose either. <laughs> and he kind of just <laughs> nods solemnly. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was so cute. Then uh, Maxwell comes in. Um, he's basically like, "Oh, like I okay, I actually have to go to London, but it's just going to be for a day. We have an emergency meeting about a production. Like, I'll I'll be back tomorrow night." Um, and he he actually calls out to Niles. He's like, "Niles," and then Niles comes in wearing an all leather blazer and pants yeah. and an earring because apparently now that he thinks he has money coming to him, he's he bought he's,
0: a bunch of clothes.
1: Yep, and he's like redoing his look. He looks amazing. And- uh, yeah, he looks good. He's also seems to have sort of started working out. Like, yeah. I noticed that in that construction worker scene from the other week. He seems to be getting in shape mm-hmm. as an actor. But um, and then then CeCe says, CeCe is also there and she says something really cutting. And he's like, he's like, why can't you just be happy for me? I'm not used to people calling me, sir. You're used to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, a mean, cut. But so, so Maxwell called him in and then he hears that exchange and he mm-hmm. goes, oh boy. He's like, you know, that that new title uh, must have come with a big check. Let me see it. And then Niles is like, Oh, it hasn't come yet. And then and then Maxwell goes, All right, then go upstairs and pack my clothes. <laughs> like everyone's basically just like, you still work for me until you know, until yep. you have that money. Yeah. And oh, and one thing that we also, oh, I guess we're gonna establish it in this next scene, but we kind of did establish it earlier that the thing about this Rodney fellow is that he is like one of England's richest people and like he's an incredible investor and like everything he touches turns to gold yeah so then um and we oh we actually we did establish this earlier i just forgot to mention it but when they came in drunk and then like headed into the office maxwell said all that to fran and he's basically like oh and you know I'm we're gonna go work on some deals like because you know maxwell uh, because uh rodney wants me to invest in some things and like, yep. you know, it'll just be insane not to. So they go off.
0: Yep. So that because, was established. Because early. as we've already established, Maxwell is a greedy capitalist pig who is never happy with enough money. He never has enough and he just needs more, 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 more. He needs to gobble up all the money in the world.
1: <laughs> and remember, he's also a slum lord. Uh, but so <laughs> then the next day, um, while Maxwell is out of the house because he's in London, Rodney stops by. And Fran and Cece are already in the office kind of just doing their normal funny bickering. Um, And then Rodney comes in and he tells Fran that Maxwell was going to write him a check for the investment, but, you know, he's out of town now. And the thing is he has a 5 p.m. deadline. And he's like, so, but, you know, I'm hoping you can just write it for me, you know, because you're his wife. And then Cece kind of jumps in almost to be like, no, 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 you know, because like Cece's the business manager. And then, and she, and Fran's like, well, I am his wife. And, and this sort of starts this little tension between them. Like who has, who has the authority to write or decide not to write this check? And, uh, Cece's like, I'm the business manager. And Fran's like, well, well, I'm his wife and this is a personal investment. And she's like, um, Oh, she goes. But this is a personal investment being made by me and Max. And then and Cece just goes, "But you're stupid." <laughs> like that was her. That was her rebuttal. And then they start wrestling for the checkbook. I mean, okay.
0: I, look. This is one of the rare times where I was like in Cece's corner. Juliet. Tri- I gotta talk about how hydration is very important. I learned this recently. Hydration's not just for like running marathons and exercising and that. You need to be hydrated daily. It's daily maintenance, right? So if you're going to the airport or standing on the sidelines at your kid's soccer game in the hot sun, if you're on back-to-back conference calls, it doesn't matter right? Proper functional hydration is essential. And Liquid IV is the number one powered hydration brand in America. Their hydration multiplier is the one product that you're missing in your daily life. Well, (laughs) maybe not you, Toria. (laughs) Uh,
1: It's true. I actually use Liquid IV. I've used it for probably almost two years now. Uh, It comes in so many yummy flavors. It's a little powder that you put in the water you're already going to drink. It comes in strawberry, lemonade, grape, lemon lime, pina colada, watermelon, so much more. Um, it makes you feel so much better, so much faster when you need to hydrate. And with just one stick of this stuff, you tr- hydrate
0: real life two times faster than water alone. So quit wasting your time with water. It's, it's for losers. It's a loser's game. Plus, you get essential vitamins like B3, B5, B6, B12, vitamin C, three times the electrolytes of any leading sport drink made with quality ingredients, non-GMO, and free from gluten, dairy, soy... Plus, this company, they want equitable access to clean and abundant water for everybody. And to date, Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in 50 plus
1: countries around the world. So, Toria, how do we get this stuff? So, it's real people, real flavors, real hydration. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use your code oh mr chef pod at checkout that's 20 percent off anything you order when you shop better hydration today using promo code oh mr chef pod at liquidiv.com. use it
0: now all right so are you toria what's going what just happened
1: (laughs) okay okay listeners it's only been a few seconds since you last heard from us, but for us it has been a full week. Um we had to st-
0: Time is weird. Time is
1: weird. We had to stop mid-record. I had a random work emergency where I had to bolt into the office on a Sunday. Um so if we sound, you know, like I don't know, like we have more like beginning of the up energy instead of mid-up energy that I'm sure you're all accustomed to, that's why because even though we're talking about an episode right in the middle. We're just starting for the day. So we're going to be shaky. Yeah. I don't even know where we are right now.
0: I'm lost and alone <laughs> and cold, but that's probably because I didn't close my window before Sean. we started.
1: <laughs> I'm cold. He also got the booster and the flu shot. So he's, he's
0: slowly dying.
1: Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> listeners, that's right. a little insight to us. That's where we were, so, okay.
0: but here's where we are is Fran has just been approached by Rodney, mm-hmm. who, as we'll remember, is Maxwell's friend. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> who is this oh guy? Oh, my gosh. Who's Rodney? Okay. Yes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, this is so frustrating to the listeners because they were just listening. I'll, just but listening. Okay. So basically, you know, CeCe and Fran, they're fighting over, yeah. like, who has the authority to, like, cut this check? And, you know, right. and ultimately, Fran... Russell's the checkbook from cece and she writes it and she's very smug about it and i felt like this was one of the first times where i was
0: actually on cece's side
1: yes you mentioned that you you really yeah. felt like no matter what uh, they should have discussed this but it's like they should have discussed it like i get they're
0: married and it's her money just as much as anybody's but like if elizabeth was going to write a million dollar check i would Really, really, really prefer if she talked to me. Well,
1: I think the problem with this situation though is like Rodney came in and made it sound like Maxwell had already like been like, Yes, I'm going to invest a million dollars with you and then just like had forgotten right. to write the check before five, you know? So mm. so Fran doesn't realize that like potentially I mean, yes, you you would hope that for a million dollars you'd just be like, Let me make a quick call. But I guess he's on a flight. I can see how it could happen. Um, yeah. But so what happens is then Jocelyn Maxwell's sister comes in just as Rodney is leaving with the check. Again, we're like, it's interesting. It's interesting that Jocelyn is here, and maybe she's here to stay.
0: <laughs> so I wrote that I, I made the same note where I was like, "Wait, is this supposed to be the payoff of Jocelyn's big return from a couple episodes ago? Is right. she just pops up again randomly and says some stuff and then leaves again? <laughs> it's so bizarre. Um, I don't know. But so, but she's
1: basically like, oh, like. That Rodney, like so handsome, but too bad he's broke. And then Fran and Cecil are like, what? And she's like, oh yes, like everybody in London knows. Like he's dead broke. And he's not only burned through his money, but he's burned through all his investors' money as well. And she's like, ta-ta! And, like walks out. <laughs> so and Fran just has this look of horror on her face because she realizes she just cut a million dollars to a guy who apparently is like running through people's money and using them. Um and Fran and then <laughs> And then uh, Cece's like, Maxwell's going to Fr- Fran freaks out and looks at Cece and then she's like, Maxwell's going to fire you when he finds out that you let me write that check. <laughs> <Which is> just- <laughs> and then we cut to the ne- You see, here's why I was confused. Because yeah. in my mind, we had already talked about this next scene, which is why I was like disoriented where we were in the episode when we came back. But I think you and yes. I just talked about this off mic because we're such fatties. I think we talked yeah, we, we talked about this before we even started recording last week, which is we did. We then Correct. get to the next scene. Fran and Cece are in a Krispy Kreme donut shop, and you know, Fran's like, which which we should note, Val is working there. Yeah,
0: that's why they're there. Is because. <laughs> They establish in this scene that
1: Val now works at Krispy Kreme, well, which I adore. That perfect job. That is how they explained Val. this product pr- placement away, which is yeah. that Val works there. So she's like pouring them coffee, and and Val's just like, you know, Fran. There's got to be a way for you to get your money back, and. <laughs> And Fran's like, no, you know, I already. I this the best line ever. <laughs> Fran goes, no, Val, like I already called the bank. It's already in a Swiss bank account, and it's been converted into francs. <laughs> and then Val goes, oh, well, once you convert it into hot dogs, it's very hard to trace. <laughs> it's
0: it's a, it's a it's an amazing. <laughs> 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 it's an amazing line. It's so stupid and it's so brilliant. It's great. Ten out of ten. Amazing line. And, a, and then she and she delivers it so nonchalantly. She, it's not even like she doesn't try to sell it as like a bit. You know, she just goes like, yeah, well, once it's converted into hot dogs, there's not much you can do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then, oh my God, it was so funny. But but then, you know, and Fran is like super defeatist about all this. And Cece's, of course, not helping. But Val's like, you know, Fran, this is so unlike you. Like the Fran I know would march right up to that guy and demand the money back. And Fran's like, you know what? Like you are absolutely right like and, but she's like but if it doesn't work like i would like to work here Like, is basically what she says when on her way out um but like, assuming that if it doesn't work she's gonna be like knocked out of the mansion on her butt but so fran does indeed go to visit rodney who is i mm-hmm. maybe
0: uh you probably just skip the line but i wrote <laughs> i don't even remember why i wrote this i must she must have said something but i wrote for that scene i wrote of course, Cece likes cops, a cab. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I don't. Did she mention cops
1: in well, that scene? I don't, after, I don't even after, remember after now. After Fran walks out, uh, she goes to flirt with a police officer, <laughs> and and then is like try. She's like, "Hey, hey, NYPD, oh, I so blue." <laughs> <laughs> um, but whatever. So then Fran goes to see Fashion. Rodney, <laughs> and and. He's in this sort of lavish um, apartment, so fancy. And what was that? Was that an apartment? Was that supposed to be? I think it was like his office slash where he. It felt
0: like a mansion. I was like, where are they suddenly? Think- and why does he live here? I thought he was broke. No,
1: I mean, I well, but here's the thing. We're not, We yeah, we, we understand that well, he's right. just taking a check for a million dollars. Maybe he's hoodwinked yeah. other people. He's in this very nice setup. And, you know, she's just like, hey, like I know what you're up to and I want that money back. And he explains, he's like, you know what, Fran? He's like, I I don't want you to do anything that you're not comfortable with. But the only reason, truly, that I did not tell Maxwell the whole story about my situation is because I have been making incredible investments for my whole life and I made one bad one and everybody lost faith in me. And, Mm. and he's like, and, but, but I knew that once someone like Maxwell invested in me again, everyone else would follow suit. And he's like, I really, I just needed a second chance. And he's like, oh, you probably wouldn't understand. You know, you've never been the underdog.
0: Yeah. That's like my childhood dentist who was arrested for abusing children and like hitting them was like, look, you hit one child and give them a black eye and they tell you, you can't be a dentist anymore. What the hell? Did that
1: really happen? (laughs) Yeah. Hashtag Florida man. (laughs) then oh but so so rodney says that and the thing is i have to admit like they he played like it was an authentic it felt very authentic like i i myself was like i can't tell if he's scamming her or not but this seems like me neither and he's like but he's like i'm going to go back into my office and i'm going to write you that check so he goes into the other room and fran She literally looks at her reflection in the mirror in the room, which is where I guess we get the titular. The title. Yes.
0: The Fran in the mirror. Here we go. And she's
1: kind of like, what are you looking at? And her (laughs) reflection is like, Oh, you know, like you never needed a second chance before.
0: And then she, the scene was very Mary Poppins. Yes, It It, it made me think of Mary Poppins, you know, when she like, Fights her evil self in the mirror. That that like the the other Mary Poppins in the mirror is kind of like mean.
1: Yeah, that's what a, this was like. But but so you know, but but in this case, the reflection Fran is the one that's like more her conscience, right? Her inner dialogue, and you know, because so Fran's like, well, you know, but sure, I understand second chances, but, but he lied to me. And then her reflections like, and you never lied to try to get something miss, you know, you went to fancy prep school and, you know, you're related to Mo of the three stooges, which was, which was another lie that she told to try to impress the headmistress of this fancy, um, school that Gracie's applying to. And, you know, basically the, the reflection Fran is like, you know, you, you should give this guy a second I team. think I
0: might start telling people that I'm related to a three stooge <laughs> one of the three It's been enough time now that I feel like no one really would question okay. it. I was like, "Oh yeah, Shemp was my like great great uncle." Oh yeah,
1: my my <laughs> sister's um she had a, she had a teacher in high school who was one of the original little rascals.
0: <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Smother's brothers <laughs> are my second cousins twice removed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um so so then um so, you know, Fran, she's conflicted. My dad's
0: cousin's <laughs> brother was heartbroken Okay, Marks. guys, this
1: is gonna go on forever unless we kill Sean. <laughs> so.
0: I'll just I'll just mute myself and keep doing <laughs> yes, this. Yes,
1: yes. Uh but so Fran's empathy wins out in this scene. And we cut back to her at the mansion. Um after I should say, after the gag of where her reflection self is like, if you do this, if you give him a second chance, I'll give you a present. I'll show you what you're <laughs> gonna look like in 30 years. And yeah. it cuts to, I pre- that was definitely Renee Taylor, right? I, I'm pretty it sure her, it was. I couldn't tell, but it, was like it looked Renee like Renee Taylor in a Fran wig, and it was very funny. Yeah, um but so true. then we cut to Fran coming home to the mansion, taking off her coat. And me, she basically interrupts Cece. Um, Which, hey, 30 years later, Fran looks great still. Oh, yeah, so. she does. She does. <laughs> she looks phenomenal. Yeah. Well, but back at the mansion, Cece is sticking her own head to um, photos of Fran and Maxwell. From the house. <laughs> and Fran comes in and she's like, you know, well, Cece's actually like, let me guess. You went to demand the money back. He said, you'll regret it. And then you let him keep the million. And at first, Fran starts to shake her head like, no way. And she's like, Yep. <laughs> and then maxwell comes back from london and he comes in he's like opening his mail and he's like you guys will never guess what i found out turns out rodney is dead broke so glad i didn't invest with him (laughs) and fran you know she looks even more horrified And she is put in the position of having to say that, well, she actually did end up cutting that check for a million dollars, which results in Maxwell chasing her uh, out of the house, uh, which, again, we've talked about this before. What would happen if he caught her? Like, what are they implying here? But but, so then (laughs) here's the nice thing, though. We then instantly cut back to like that fancy New York office slash apartment with Rodney and, and Maxwell and Fran are walking in and, and Maxwell is very much like on Fran's team or he's, he's basically like, you did this to both of us. He's not even blaming Fran anymore. He's like, it's your, you're at fault for like intentionally like tricking my wife. Right. I was like, thank God. Mm -hmm. He's, He's a little more reasonable, but when they, when they first walk into this space, it is completely empty. Like every single item of furniture is gone and it looks like he has com- taken their money and run. Yeah. Uh, but he ends up coming out and, and they're like, you know, he, you know, Maxwell's like, how dare you? You know, this and that, this and that. And, uh, Rodney is like, Maxwell, no, like I just made you $500,000. And he's like, what? And he's like, just like I thought, as soon as you invested in me, everybody else faith was put back in and everybody else followed suit. And like, you've already like, you know, are in a day have half your money back and you're like, well on your way to making way more. So it's like, Oh my God, of course, like Fran's instincts and Fran's good heart actually won the day. Right. Which which is a theme we've established. And then, you know, Maxwell like goes back into the back room to, um, to like go call his accountant with Rodney and Fran, you know, looks in the mirror and she's kind of like, what are you looking at? And her reflection is like, you know, very pleased with her. And she's like, but you know what? This is a lesson. I'm for- looking at the Fran in the mirror. I, right? I hate that song.
0: It's, it's one of his worst. I like no joke. One of his I worst.
1: Right. Um, but so yeah.
0: all the Michael Jackson fans are going to come after come us. At me. I'm sorry.
1: Come at, me. <laughs> come at me, bro. Um. So, so then you know, Fran's like, what are you looking at? And her, and her reflection is like, um, yeah. you know, you know, good for you. But now it's time for you to start being authentic, okay? She's like, come clean to that headmistress and be your authentic self, okay? And she's like, or else I'll show Max what you'll look like in 30 years. <laughs> so, yeah. so we then get to the next scene. Fran is sitting across from this headmistress in the uh, living room. And she's just pouring out every single lie she's told to this woman in order to impress her. And then she's like, and, and you know what? I'm actually like, I didn't go to a fancy school and I don't have this pedigree. <laughs> uh, the woman goes, well, of course I know you're classless, dear, but that's not the reason Gracie isn't getting in. And and Fran's like, what? She's not getting in? And she's like, yes, you know, we, we just have so many... Children from privileged backgrounds like Gracie's, we're, we're going to give her spot to an underprivileged youth, youth from Queens, um, which I thought was great. I gl- I'm glad that yeah. they were profiling that a little bit. It's cool. And then, yeah. and then, um, Fran's like, "Wait a second, you're saying I'm not the reason our daughter's not getting into our dream <laughs> school? It's Maxwell, <laughs> because I think this this woman had even said she was like, oh no, it's it's not your background. It's actually.'" It's, it's not. It's, she's yeah. still Maxwell Sheffield's daughter, and and then Fran is like thrilled <laughs> that, <laughs> that it's not her. Um, uh, and then the button of this episode, we are back in that Krispy Kreme. Thank and God. I am telling you, Sean, I am going to go get a donut after this. Go, go, go now. <laughs> yeah, like, so we'll stop the episode. It's like, a three-part. Let's stretch it three, part, uh, that's oh, it'd three be, weeks. <laughs> it'd
0: be really funny if we came back and we we're like, "Hey guys, it's the following Sunday. <laughs> we did go get Krispy Kreme." <laughs>
1: Um, and well, here's the thing. Now Niles is sitting with Cece, and you know, Val's pouring their coffee. And we find out that Niles' new fancy title is completely worthless. He didn't get any yeah. money. And to add insult to injury, he blew so much money on a new wardrobe, <laughs> thinking he had money coming. And then Val comes over and she's like I hate to interrupt, but Niles, your break is over. <laughs> he stands up. He puts <laughs> on a Krispy Kreme hat. He's all He's working. He, also, he has some moonlight at Krispy Kreme Sucks. to pay off all this this debt he's in. He's uh uh what is it uh a, compiled? compiled acquired, acquired. uh yeah. And so he's Poor mopping guy. the floor, and that is the button. And they also got a second Krispy Kreme product placement. Mm-mm. Ten out of
0: ten. I like this episode. I was a big fan.
1: It was very fun. It, you know, yeah. and it's you know what I kind of realized I liked, um, and this sort of circles back to some of our um, Instagram commenters. I was getting a little maybe uh, burnt out on the pregnancy, trying to get pregnant stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, same. and it's nice to see other parts of Fran. Um, yes, I you agree. know, um, totally. And so that's that's the episode. It took us two full weeks to get through, <laughs> but we did it, and now. That means it's time for segments.
0: Segments and now segments.
1: Are we ready for segments?
0: We are so ready for segments. Let's go. Um. Segments? All right, so
1: segment time. Segments. Hmm. Should we move on to our segments? Um, should we get into our segments? segments uh with Sean and Foria <laughs> 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 that oh my god I just danced in my chair the whole time <laughs> like I just moved and grew I I think uh, it's hard to pick a favorite now because I have fa- favorites for different reasons but that's, that's like maybe top two after I think it's that one and the um <laughs> the one when we were um when we were out on the range, uh, mm-hmm. the sort of the country one. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Well, that was the boogie segments theme. I think when we're done, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna release a final bonus episode where I just play all of them in a row. Release a- I'll just compile all oh of. them Oh my god,
1: that's released an album
0: in one track. <laughs> No, I'll just release like one like it'll literally be just be one track that oh, I won't even I won't even speak on it. It'll just start with the nanny <laughs> theme and then just play segments for 20 minutes. Um,
1: <laughs> also, okay, because we have a little extra time and energy. I want to I wanna like I'm gonna actually record myself just like chair dancing a little to this and you also have to, and then we'll I'll cut it together and just put a reel and it'll just be like a fun little okay. like.
0: Listen, I would love it more than anything okay. to dance. <laughs> I
1: have to dance you know, again.
0: Little clown. Okay. All right. So here we go. Favorite lines and moments. Uh, I think by far, right, the top line of the whole show is well, once it's converted into hot dogs, there's not much you can do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anything beats that line. I mean, there's
1: other great lines, but holy crap. <laughs> the, the funny thing is, I, I literally just have the hot dog line. Like, that's like my first. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so fucking funny. The other one that I really liked was the lady from the school says, "Our curriculum is broad based," and Fran goes,
1: "Well, what do the boys That's study? The other one that I have, <laughs> <laughs> that's the other one. It, it, they're just such like classic. Like, dumb, dumb lines. It's I just great. love it. It's just
0: you know. Fran associating the word broad only with women.
1: <laughs> yes, I, so I literally so go, funny. when we found out that Fran was told they have a broad-based curriculum, and she says, what are the boys studying? <laughs> Yeah. and then i did really like when the when the headmistress very matter-of-factly is like oh i know your classes dear but that's not the problem mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, it was pretty yeah. good
0: like she wasn't fooled for a second no
1: no no, no. <laughs> and she does not she's not even like holding it against fran it's just like you know matter no. of fact yeah and then um those were those are my favorite i did love yeah. maxwell caulfield because you know mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I, You know what? I can actually share this with the audience, and it will make sense. The beginning of this record, which was last week, we had our little debate about Grease 2. All uh, all week in the car, I was listening to the Grease 2 soundtrack because I wow. had it in my head. I was like, I don't really know what I want to the <laughs> <I was> just- guy. <laughs>
0: Wow. Cool. Well, so, and after we had our little Grease 2 <laughs> debate, I never thought about Grease 2 again until you just brought it up just right this <laughs> second, and I'm re-traumatized all uh, over.
1: Um, well, okay, then we go into- Well, I can't
0: wait to release- It's been two weeks now, but I can't wait to release this and find that our audience thinks I'm an idiot for not liking Grease 2. <laughs> oh, God. Our, our 90% female audience. Yeah, it's
1: my age and demographic audience. Yeah. Um, Yiddish, we got makar- Like you and and Gracie says it, and she says it with this great um, Yiddish accent. She's she was like you know a big time makar, which is like Yiddish for hot shot. You know, Mm -hmm. I loved it, but like
0: always used in a. I only ever heard it used in a sarcastic, biting context. Yeah, no one ever used it like to genuinely describe someone who was a mover and shaker. It was always like, "Oh, he thinks he's a real macha." Yeah, you know, yeah. like
1: it's like when yeah. it's like when Sylvia calls someone a, like, oh, "You think you're a real hot shot? You're a real big yeah. shot?"
0: Yeah, <laughs> true. It's great. Insult.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it was. Sorry, I
0: gotta start using that more to people.
1: You gotta start start insulting people more.
0: Um, when people are like say something like really insulting to me, I'll be like, "All right, hot shot." Sure. <laughs> And I'll cry. It's like
1: my favorite. For, God, for a long time, after I saw A Boy's Tale, A Boy's Story, A boy, Boy's Tale with the Robert... Shark's Tale? No, Shark Cartoon? <laughs> Shark Tank? No, Shark the, Tank? A, lung, a young Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro where he's like the abusive stepdad. And he goes, you think you're a real hot shot, hot shot? You think you're a real hot shot? <laughs> <child?" laughs> but um, God, we're really okay. into child abuse this week. <laughs> but <sighs> nanny trivia. Okay, this was so cool. And we have been getting... So much amazing feedback, trivia, uh, just interesting factoids from our listeners. So I'm, you know, I'm going to have to start including more of it, but one of our amazing listeners, um, Mm -hmm. I'll just say her handle, it's Tucker's mom. She... Message us via Instagram and Tucker's mom <laughs> has
0: got it going on. She's all I want, and I'm waiting for so long. Tucker, can't you see that your mom's girl for me? I know I might be wrong, but I'm in love with Tucker's mom. Okay, you're welcome.
1: Can I just say, yeah. Lip dude, yeah. yesterday. Monica and I were trying to think of a character name and I was like, maybe like a Stacy. And I was like, ah, oh, that's not good. I don't know a Stacy. And then she goes, I know a Stacy's mom. And it got me, it made me laugh so hard. But okay. So um, our wonderful listener, she wrote in and told us about an Australian artist named Kayla Coombs, uh, Kayla with a K and Combs K, sorry, uh, C-O-O-M-B-S. She Every single year, she does something called Franuary in February, where Mm -hmm. every day of the month, she draws an image of Fran in one of her iconic outfits, and she's a huge nanny stan, and she's like a digital artist, and these are so cool um, because it, it basically like cartoonifies Fran. Um, and so I highly recommend going to at Kayla Coombs on Instagram. She just has like such an awesome, delightful, like positive energy too. I think she also does like children's book um illustrations and she just seems so cool and she's and like she'll sometimes just like wear, she'll be, like she has something where it's like Every day, I think, like, would Fran Fine wear this? And if it's yes, I will wear it. Um, and her, her cartoons are just – I mean, not her cartoons. Her illustrations are just so awesome. Like, I would love to maybe even, like, reach out and order a print or something and, like, keep it on my office wall.
0: Um, Did you send me a link to this? Where do I see well, this? Well,
1: Instagram. Here. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks for – Thanks for straight up uh, ignoring everything that comes out here. I'm gonna send you the. No, I mean I just (laughs) let me do it. I thought you sent me a link. No, maybe I did. Okay, I'm gonna send it to you you right now. Hold on, you're gonna take. I'm
0: gonna look at this and then I'm gonna.
1: Stacy's mom. See my
0: live reaction.
1: Oh yeah, we as we know, we love when Sean does live reactions to the art that I sent (laughs) him.
0: Yeah, everybody loves when I do a library. You're going
1: like right, go. so to like this so much more than the last one that I sang.
0: I clinked on the link. Oh, these are great. Yeah. Oh, wow. She's really good. She's got like a really cool kind of almost Disney esque style. Yes. Yes. Um, it's like that she does here with Fran. Wow. These are really cool. Mm-hmm. Man, Kayla Coons. Mm-hmm.
1: So everyone go go check her out. Follow her. I going to. Yeah, go check her and out. Thank her you
0: stuff s- is really
1: cool. so much for that tip. Um, tiger's mom also i will say we got even though we i think already
0: oh my god she's got a great picture of daria too yeah
1: right daria, i'm a fan yeah. i'm a stan
0: yeah me too big fan um, i love her uh,
1: okay. i was gonna say also um even though we kind of also already established this in trivia last week um a lot of listeners wrote in to say that that whole not having sex while you're ovulating is a myth and so you know a lot of people mm. also were aware of that um okay all right good to know so the last thing, the last order of business, uh, the Fran or the CC or the whoever.
0: I wish I was the Val so I had a job at Krispy Kreme. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm more likely to be the Niles who will uh, believe falsely that I've made some inheritance, spend all my money, and then have to get a job at Krispy
1: Kreme. So I really, I related to the Fran in that I, I do want to get better at this. And I, I'm trying not to be so hard on myself but little lies like little white lies can come very easily to me like in certain social situations and it's like Mm. they come out of it it's not like I'm like I'm the heir to the Krispy Kreme fortune it's more like (laughs) you know I'll like it's like you know if let's say I'm talking to someone and then I I'll I'll be like oh yeah I've I've never traveled I've never traveled there even if I have like just just because it seems like I'm like overthinking it. I'm like, well, maybe they'll think I'm like spoiled if I traveled there. So I don't want them to know that like I've been to Europe. So I, oh yeah, yeah. You know, like I kind of try to mimic and mirror, so to speak. Um, And sometimes I'm just like, why did I just do that? Like, why did I just say that? Like that was so unnecessary. And so
0: you're like a little social chameleon. I
1: think, yeah. And I, I um, definitely am trying, you know, kind of a little project for myself is being like just be your authentic self in every situation like don't even if you feel like maybe it's a little uncomfortable maybe you're not gonna like maybe this person's not gonna respond super well to you like just totally be yourself yeah but it comes very easy to to mirror interesting Mm -hmm. i'm mirroring you right now sean (laughs) that's our whole our whole friendship is based on me just like mirroring Stop doing that. Stop, Stop doing that. Stop it. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Well,
0: that was a podcast. Uh, that was an episode of this podcast. Mm-hmm. If you liked it, if you think I'm very wrong about Grease 2 or very right about Grease 2 or have any thoughts about Grease 2, really, uh, you should find us on Instagram and Twitter at oh Mr. Chef pod. We've also got the Redbubble Bubble still, uh, oh, chefpod.redbubble.com where we've got some cool Stuff that you can buy to put on your body or your phones or wherever, whatever, whatever. They sell a bunch of stuff and we got some cool stuff there. And then also, um, I rarely do this, but I, I'm i going to do it this time. I am co-hosting a podcast with a friend of mine who is an attorney, a social media attorney. And um, I basically... <laughs> I'm basically the idiot and I ask a lot of questions about law stuff and he answers them for me, which I find to be very helpful because I feel like a lot of times when you try to listen to law podcasts, it's just lawyers talking lawyer stuff and it's impenetrable. So if you want to listen to that, it's called the social media law cast and I'm on it. Um, and and you can find it where podcasts are. I'm
1: listeners. I'll tell you this. I will never listen to this podcast over yeah. my dead body. I'm I'm viciously jealous. I can't believe he would go behind my back and do this. But I'll also say this: his co-host, a dreamboat. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs>
1: so I am. Con- I am conflicted.
0: <laughs> mm,
1: just listen to his half of it.
0: Just, just mute every time I speak. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> mm. and
0: it's not ready yet but we've been recording video, so eventually he's going to put up there's like a video mm. element so you could just go watch the eye candy I guess
1: yeah you, you got to tell him you got to be like you know my other co-host constantly talking about your dreamboat <laughs> it's the only thing I bring up <laughs> about this podcast <laughs> anyway yeah social media law cast
0: I don't know if that's something that's interesting to you mm. go listen to it if not mm. totally understand no offense taken um, and as always we'll be back next week with another episode we're going to be on episode Thirteen of season six mm-hmm. or season six, mm-hmm. um, barreling through this season. I'm very excited. We're we're. I can't. You know what? I can't believe. I can't believe that the friend or the CC bit has worked <laughs> for over a hundred episodes. <gasps> that we didn't just peter out and stop doing that. I'm really impressed with us.
1: I, well, it's a testament to the writing because they always. Is. You know, they always they make it relatable. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right, Toria. Guess what? <gasps> Goodbye. Bye.
0: And Stop. now segments.
1: Are we ready for segments? We are so ready for segments. Let's go. Um, segments? All right, so it's segment time. Segments. Mm-hmm. Should we move on to our segments? Um, should we get into our segments? Segments uh, with Sean and Toria. <laughs>